Do you know that feeling when everyone is talking about a movie that you haven't seen? Have you ever felt compelled to make some vague comments just so you can join in the conversation? Well, what if you were in too deep? Do you think you could convince everyone that you'd seen it? Or do you think your version would be so much better that no one would care? Here at Faking Movies, we're always the ones who haven't seen the movie. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Oh, you can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Faking Movies, episode 116. I'm I'm confused. Do you know the number? Do you know what number it is? Is it 116? Yeah. 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 Hey, I did it. I was confused because um, a little peek behind the curtain. We already did 117 about, oh, it feels like seven hours yeah. ago, but it was just very <laughs> we recently. We recorded 117 and 156, maybe? We're not sure. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and then Lee still hasn't eaten dinner. So, like, yeah. Uh, this is and also I told, uh, off off mic, I just, well, not really, but I just told <laughs> it like a kind of bittersweet family story. So yeah. we're getting right into this fucking shit. Seth, you want to sing some Simon and Garfunkel so we can get sued? Oh, uh, I uh, guess, of course, I do. We talked about in the mm-hmm. next episode how we're not going to get sued for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, this is a fucking prequel. It's like poetry. So stay Goes tuned for the next. Keep episode. up, for the my dear friend Zach. Yeah. What's up, Zach? Yeah, this is this is much like um, any prequel movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's it's really poetry yeah yeah um, it goes in a circle i just did but that one as we all know in the clearing stands a boxer and a fighter by his trade and he la, carries la, la. the mind oh lee's using la, a glass wow that was really good yeah that's um, not oh i was singing into right. a glass so no it was good i don't know what you're talking about anyway <laughs> we are at episode <laughs> one uh uh oh 16 16 what's yeah i know it's but i couldn't think of a pun off the top of my oh, head yeah. so it's oh. in this movie zach has is doing a movie he's doing a movie for in us this movie oh. i am movie <laughs> hey wait guys go check out our twitter where you don't have to listen to us fumble our way through the show you can just read the it's highlights honestly the exactly. best version of us where you can just like look at a thing and then click away yeah yeah i was when our when our when our dear friend uh many time guest of the show uh real life actual human meat space friend yeah. uh uh mariel started doing our twitter yeah. feed i didn't even know her yet yeah. we've been and hanging I out was... a lot recently uh, all of us at yeah. mariel in various configurations yeah. yeah it's been great um yeah yeah. But I, I was the first day that she actually took over a Twitter feed. I was having a really bad day for like very assorted reasons okay. um, that were kind of out of my control. Sure. And it really fucking brought me out of like, oh. a, a, a dark spot. Yeah. So oh, like, I, I really appreciate what she uh-huh. does for us. So, agreed. Like, agreed. Mar- uh, Marielle does such, such spectacular work for us. We, we've said many times know. the hardest working person on this podcast for sure. Yeah. <laughs> easily, yeah. easily. Um, also just like, thank you in general to any of our friends who ever come on the show. Um, agreed. Yeah. Like for tolerating yeah. us for even an hour. <laughs> Maybe. It's and a- anybody who, bothers to fucking listen yeah. thank you again. Also that, uh, yeah. i don't know i yeah. i don't know why i got so wistful there well, but like zach's doing we we're just movie. talking some real real melancholy stories and and, you the, know, infinite it, and the infinite sadness <laughs> yeah yeah it brings out were you gonna do it too zach them's emotions for us so it, it do um, it do <clears throat> but 
uh, everybody check out our Twitter. Thanks to <laughs> our our wonderful, benevolent, beautiful uh, Twitter maven, Marielle. Twitter maven. Super stylish. So, in this episode, Zach is going to do some bullshit. So Zach, I've heard. tell us about the bullshit. <laughs> Boy, you have foreshadowed more than you could possibly understand. Yes. Interesting. I do want to before you before you get into it. I want to tell you something Seth said to me last Uh-oh. night um, when he was watching this movie. Oh, okay. He said, "I really hope that Zach starts to watch better movies, but part <laughs> of me hopes he doesn't, so we can keep watching good movies like this." Yeah, no, it's true. Like I, it was as much as much to to Zach's uh, like detriment. Yeah, yeah. I hope that he never actually starts watching good movies mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then Lee and I can keep watching really really good stuff. So uh, that's fair. That's what you're up against again. No, I, I, this is my perennial problem. Yeah, I, you are up against what is considered an all time well, classic. I, I peek behind the curtain again. Like I every time. We have to pick a Lee movie. Seth and I have to literally pine through the annals of cinema to yep. get anything. And then every time Seth needs a movie, I just go, hey, Lee, pick a movie because all of Seth's like blind spots are also my blind spots times 1,000. Like, I I have seen no movies. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to say, Lawrence of Arabia really fucking turned my shit around. I, that was there you go. nuts. Yeah, that I have was... like started downloading and watching old movies, and I have a different eye for it. And I That's fucking crazy. I think really genuinely that might have changed my life. I'm not, I I'm really, not sure. really I really love that movie, and yeah. I think that it it's is a, great movie. a good way to, like, yeah, shift, yeah. shift things. I, hey, guys, really quick. Uh, this curtain that we keep peeking behind, what color do you think it is? I think it's Tyrion purple. Uh, I was gonna say poop brown, but okay. Oh, okay. I was gonna say mauve. well, they made. Te- I was gonna say mauve, a color oh. purple gray, but yeah. Oh well, Tyrion purple. You need human urine to make that color. Hey, so. that makes sense. That checks out. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, you you know we all oh, love <laughs> urea, I guess. <laughs> it activates a chemical in the mollusks. Oh sure. Yeah. Back when it was expensive and whatnot. Yeah. It was. Oh it is the most expensive substance in human history. Sure. Wait, really? Urea? Tyrian purple dye. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'm doing a Philadelphia story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> speaking. Speaking of which. Yep. Speaking of piss. Uh, it's a bunch of olds. Uh, some that hey. I'm very familiar with. Actually, I think three. You gave me four people. We gave you four people. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Three one, one, and a one, half. One second, though. I've with. never been to Philadelphia where it did not smell like urea. So yeah, that's like true. Just, that's yeah. True. Uh-huh. Well, one of us has lived there for a fair amount of time, and the rest time. of us have been there a fair amount of time. So, yeah. I miss that. I miss that piss smell. I got to <laughs> tell you. I, w- I would move back there in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, okay. So I got Cary Grant, uh, uh-huh. famed <laughs> human. Do. That transatlantic son of a bitch. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, that accent. I could go on for a long time about oh, he, how confusing it is. He's the one yeah. about the accents that you're going to get on this one? Okay. No, uh, he's not. But just in general, the transatlantic accent is oh, such sure. a sure, sure, sure. fascinating phenomenon. But yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll make a mini app about it. Just me. There it actually, it's actually perfect for this character, too. So we'll get into that, okay. though. Yeah, okay. Um, Catherine, quote, Katie Hepburn. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why. You'd... Were you going to make fun of her voice? Is that what you were going to do? <laughs> no. Uh, 
You're my knight in shining armor. <laughs> wow. Uh, That's my on oh, Golden Pond rough, impression. This is a rough second episode. Of, here, uh, here we go. Two uh, recorded. James Jimmy Stewart. And uh, the one that I... Oh, right. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, I forgot. You were talking about, about accents. Yeah. So I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Central PA's own Air Force General, yeah. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. yeah. I think noted kind of okay guy and then not okay guy. He had some dark. I don't know. We passengers. we had. I think I'm very colored by Jeremy's uh, life experience. Oh yeah, so. going way way back. I think still to this day our most downloaded episode for sure. It was like episode seven. It. I think. Yeah. I think I think Jer set up some like VPNs and stuff and was just like doing a bunch of proxy uh, stuff to make sure he that was would make the, that would make the most downloaded episode just because that's how Jer works. It is. It is. I'm okay again, with like, that. I think an order of magnitude. It's like that one is like fifteen hundred, yeah. and the next closest one is like one hundred and fifty. No, that. no. Jer is both more conniving and probably smarter than the rest of us, but also, yeah, you know, I'll buy that. it's yeah. Jer, so it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, a name I recognize, but I don't know that I know it. Uh, Ruth Husey. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's she's definitely the least famous of the mm. people we gave you. Obviously, she was. I you I know, foolishly in, in her, her time. She was like a, a famous actress. Yeah. So. yeah, I googled her, and the first thing I saw was a Philadelphia story, and I just immediately clicked the X because I was. Yeah. You threw your computer out the window. Yeah, just and, chucked it out of. Yep. Uh, What's his name? Cam Newton did right out the fucking window. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> um, I will. I'll give you a, she her. This is probably I don't know if this is her most well-known role, but this is maybe her most famous role because she was nominated for an Oscar for this movie. Oh, OK. Mm. So we're already in an Oscar I'd, movie. Cool. <laughs> I'd say she deserved it, too. Like okay. she definitely deserved the nomination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. So I have, I think. Ooh five failed movies if you dear god if you guys want to come on a ride with me oh wow that's uh Uh, (laughs) okay all right movie number one that was obviously failed but is the one that i wanted to do so bad all of our personal experiences with philadelphia wrapped up and together in some like love actually kind of way not compelling to any other humans except for us which is why, mm-hmm. obviously, that's bad. But oh, I, it's gonna be like all of my exes and a right, bunch of yeah. other crazy crap. Exactly, it would be a bunch of terrible shit, and then Lee's entire college experience. But I know there's a wow, lot of okay. dirty boy exploits. There's yep. so many schools in Philly that is not doxing it whatsoever. Uh, I, there's so many good stories though. Like there's so so many good stories that's and true. supporting characters and whatnot. <laughs> But yeah, that's it, true. Yeah. That's true. I agree. We we all mid Atlantic. We uh not to dox ourselves, but we're all mid Atlantic boys at Certainly. some point Certainly. in our lives. Ergo, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> ergo, we're moving on. Um, I thought, uh, given the people that are all extremely old, uh, a Rocky prequel where somebody plays Polly, probably Cary Grant, um, and it's all horrible wow. and racist and old and weird. Wow. You know Polly isn't the old character, right? Polly is is Adrian's brother. Oh, who's the coach? Mick. Mick. Okay, Mitch. Mick. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, yeah, okay. I could I'd watch I that. I mean, no, yeah. you wouldn't. It'd be bad. Why don't you punch me in the face? Something something hard R. Yeah, yeah, it'd be bad. Yeah. It's that was good. a good yeah. that was a good carry grant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, but thank you. <laughs> that was a passable uh, carry grant. And I cannot do better. Okay. So. 
Uh, a more uh, timely reference, a Silver Linings Playbook prequel where somebody plays Fuck you. Bob De Niro and we explore his inevitable dad trauma, which he obviously so has. So it's Godfather Part 2 then. <laughs> uh, no, that certainly did not happen in Philadelphia, but okay. Have you seen The Godfather Part 2? I have seen zero the... Godfathers, don't say a thing. I've never seen a Godfather movie. Do you know it's about the mob? We can't do it. Like, I guess. What... I mean, yeah, I, yeah, of course. I don't know. Yeah. Well, okay. So it was going to be cool, though. It's going to be like uh, I don't know the about Rocky that. prequel that has um, what's his name? Um, fuck, bad guy in Black Panther, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, the new ones. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, Creed. Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I do love Michael B. Jordan. He's yes, my... he's wonderful. very good. Uh, so I'm he thinking, is... like, somebody plays De Niro in the younger days and we figure out why his character was so fucked up. And then also Katie Hepburn plays Jackie Weaver's character and is so cool. Like she's going to be so cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> making crabby snacks and home. Yeah. Meals. But like yeah. as a young person, we're, we're going to find out how she learned how exactly, to make crab exactly. snacks. It's from her mom, life. obviously, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, any movie with Michael B. Jordan, because wow. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a good actor and he's super hot. Uh, so. Yeah, I was going to say, in things, the next yes. episode, I'll talk about how I just love Keanu, but <laughs> like, also Michael B. Jordan oh, yeah. is one of those one of those dudes that oh. is just like so objectively attractive. Oh, man. If that... One of the few guys who can pull off that flip up glasses look oh, yeah. and yeah. not look silly. Fuck, yeah. if, no, if really Michael could. B. Jordan has a Keanu Reeves uh, actual human career arc, that would be so cool. Yeah. Like if he lasts another 40 years and just does awesome roles for Oh, that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that'd be so fun. I'm so down. Yeah. yeah. I I'm going to try that flipped up glasses look and I'm just going to feel awkward and terrible about it. So So my normal glasses are Clubmaster style and I've been looking real hard for a pair of flip up Clubmasters to snap onto my regular glasses. I can't fucking find them to save my life. If anybody's got a lead for me, <laughs> send them to our Twitter. <laughs> yep. Send him, send him to to the only person who does any work, Mariel. Yeah. And then Mariel's gonna throw mm-hmm. him right in the garbage. And <laughs> send it in a DM with a picture of a hot dog, so we know you're serious. Oh, it's like a Craigslist ad. Please do, go on. Yeah, do not do this. But sure. all right, okay. Uh, okay. The next one was uh, Greg Goldberg prequel, but I've already done that. I've literally done that movie. Yes, you have. So I was yep. not going to do it's that. It's true. It's true. Um, and then the other one that I genuinely started at and really wanted to do was, I think the best phrase that I've ever heard on television or movies, and it is handing out slap jobs under the overpass by the Penn's Landing David Busters. <laughs> Yep, it's from Kroll Show. It's, it's in a Pennsylvania sketch. It is the yep. funniest like ten words that has ever existed in the history of words. <laughs> I am I am a I'm a Kroll Show evangelist, I, so I'm with you. I on have this, literally yeah. been to that Dave and Buster's by Penn's. I Landing. know, me too. I've yeah, been to I didn't that see Dave anybody Buster's giving out slap well, and I didn't even live near there. <laughs> Guys, have you ever been to the strip club near that Dave and Buster's? Which one? There's Delilah's. like a thousand. Oh, no. There's Delilah's. I'm talking there's about... Club Risque. There's cheerleaders. There's a thousand. There is Club Risque. <laughs> I forgot about Club Risque with the shower stuff. Yeah. 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 Wow. Delilah's, no. the gentleman's club and steakhouse. No. Wouldn't need a See, steak I there. always nope. thought that me talking about my podunk 
Oh, no, no. strip clubs in the, my flyover state. The Seth flyover state strip clubs were... are by far the best that have ever existed. We have yeah, that is the, the ones are in they, Philly. Like do the, they have the better names, names than lazy. chances are, or yeah. where else? Or <laughs> <laughs> the Philly ones are just lazy. There's one that you can see from '95 that is just cheerleaders. I'm like fucking mm-hmm. like really. That's the best you could do. Come on. Come so on. I do want to. I do want to say uh, just just just. Because I feel like I need to. I've never been to any of these strip clubs. I just love the idea of like a gentleman's club and steakhouse. That sounds awful. Yeah. Like, oh, a shower stage. What a what a horrible Those thing. Poor, you, know poor what, women. you know what I like? Just 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 water everywhere. I want everything to be wet. Yep. And not yeah, that's like what I'm in saying. a sexual way. I just want the entire I want my steak wet. I yeah. want my I oh want that my baked potatoes got to sog it out. Sog it out. <laughs> I want my chicken fingers wet. <laughs> I want I want my wangs wet. Wet. I want my Miller yeah. High Life extremely watered down. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we talk about restaurant ideas all the time. Have we talked about a wet steakhouse? Let me tell you, it's a boogie board. It's a pool. It's a steak. Whoa. It's a steakhouse. It's wet. Shit. I mean, I would say you're crazy, wow. but empirically this works because it exists in Philadelphia somehow. And we have baked a cake in a pool before. Fuck, we so. did do that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, this my is whole the ass. darkest timeline episode we've had. <laughs> hey, in uh, have we gotten to your real idea? No, you know? that was five of my not real ideas. Um, oh, yeah. good. Okay, so real thing. Um, this is going to take, stick with me, okay? This is a tale of lost glory, of better times, of tradition, and very distinctly of halcyon days of Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Did you make the best days of our lives, the post-World War II drama from uh, like around this time period? I doubt it, but I mean... By the way, this movie's from 1940, just I, a heads up. Yeah, it has fucking Cary Grant in it, obviously. <laughs> 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 what am I, stupid? <laughs> oh no, he was still fucking twenty-five-year-olds in movies in the sixties. So. Well, yeah, sure. In the next episode, we do a Jack Nicholson where he does that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. Uh, all right. Um, okay, so uh, notably, the central goal of this movie remains a mystery the entire time. We will not know until the end what it is. So please, I'm looking at you, Lee. Do not guess. <laughs> this is Can imperative. I write it in an envelope do not guess. and open it up at the end. Hey, sure. When okay. I get to the end, I will wink at you, and then you can scream as long as your heart's content. Okay, okay. cool. I well, I hope you're not going to get it, but maybe you'll get it. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right, you might uh, get it. Lee is quite smart. He always fucking me. does. Yeah, Zach, I spent so many years of my life studying just story structure. I know. I know That's I know. it. It's not that I'm smart. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just that I thing. know how this shit I works. Get it, I get it. You're um, also very smart, but hey, yeah, I hey, was bud. fishing for compliments, hey. so thank you. <laughs> I'm here to we supply. I'm also the only person here who doesn't have a doctorate, so hey, I get mean that doesn't day. matter. Yeah, get off my dick! Right? <laughs> get, off, get off your own dick! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I need all the compliments oh. I can get. Mm, no, no, you it... should not feel in any way. Inferior because oh my god, a doctorate is ends up being the stupidest bullshit anything could yeah. Be. Oh. Okay. 
so <laughs> in in that amount of academic silence, uh, sadness, uh, we it, it, this also takes place in modern day. Um, that is very important okay. to the story, and I know. I think all of these people are dead at this point, but like, let's just set that aside. I, they are a hundred percent all dead. Yeah. I okay, can guarantee you that. Yeah. yeah, they are. I can confirm. This is yep. a this I unequivocally a twenty nineteen story. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so is it like twenty nineteen as they would have imagined it in the forties? Do they all have like weird gray like skin yeah. tight suits with rings on nope. the shoulders no. and flying no. cars? It, yeah, it is, is it retro future. There is, is it, no uh, anachronisms whatsoever. It is twenty nineteen. We're just imagining all these people were alive. And they're also what age they were in 19, I don't know. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, I got not, it. It's not uh, like uh, Ray Gun Punk. It's not uh, Diesel Punk. It's not um, <clears throat> retrofuturism. Like it's not any of these other uh, genres that are totally bullshit that I hate. Let's say yes. It's none of those things. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. wow. Well, you get an automatic point. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, we open on Catherine Hepburn uh, strolling down a hyper-busy South Street, looking rather dejected. It's February, and people are rioting in the streets in Philadelphia, given that the perennially hopeless Eagles have just done the impossible and have finally won a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. okay. I know yeah, when this yeah, happens. Yeah. So the, it was last year. Punch <laughs> abound. It's just yeah. Gatorade and malt or and uh, grain greased liquor. up telephone <laughs> yeah. poles and yeah. yeah. They greased up Which... the poles, but it ain't matter because everybody's climbing everything. Yeah. They really did. They I got fucking say, really I, did. I lived in. I lived in Philly when they won the World Series. Oh, and those yeah. people are. They're fucking animals. By, by any They're obstacle put in front of them animals. by the police. Yeah. Oh no! It's no. unreasonable. Yeah, no. I live vaguely near there, and yes, uh, I am well aware of the strength, the, of the savagery. Of <laughs> God, I miss that. I miss that fucking unbridled spirit of of just shit. Mm, that, you th- that you I, think you yeah. do? I don't. I don't know if you. Uh. Okay, uh, so she bumps into people walking down South Street uh, without really uh-huh. even acknowledging it. Uh, she's feeling impossibly depressed given the recent win. South Street, bunch of tourists. I know it's no, always right. that. South Street. Was I was a gonna go choice, Broad Street, but, but yeah, we'll get there. Uh, so she eventually makes her way home, greeted by Cary Grant, her partner. He immediately consoles her, indicating that he completely understands what is happening. Uh, information that we, the audience, are again not yet privy to. We don't know what the problem is. Um, he assures her that it'll all be okay. He suggests they go over to their friend's house, uh, Jimmy Stewart and Ruth Husey. I think it's Husey. I don't know. I honestly, I don't yeah. know. So. Hussey yeah, seems know. weird, so I'm going to say Husey. Let's just say Ruth. Ruth, okay. Yeah, Ruth. Um, they arrive to a bottle of whiskey immediately opened and consoling hugs from their friends. So everybody is like understanding that uh, Katie is fucked up and having a bad time. Um, almost immediately, Ruth springs to action, assuring her that she's already begun working on a plan to fix this yet unnamed problem. Uh, she indicates that she's got an acquaintance tied to the Mummers, a notoriously shifty and highly connected group dating back to the 1700s. Actual things, true things. I <laughs> I know Mummer. I know Mummer players. The Mummers yeah. are shitty and weird, and racist mm-hmm. and weird and shitty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, so we follow Ruth to a weird clubhouse type thing and meet this presumably old racist white guy, the Mummer. Uh, this, these are all things that I wrote earlier, having done research on all yeah, these yeah. things, <laughs> uh, and begin discussions. 
Uh, he is, of course, a bit withholding, but he understands the plight and is ultimately in support of the eventual goal, as he himself has ties to this eventual goal. He points them to the even more notorious Union League. Mm. Uh huh. Anybody know what that is? Maybe? No? Okay. Uh, they know the Union League is famous, a very old club in Center City, uh, but not much more about it. After asking around a bit, they understand that it's a hyper-exclusive members-only club reserved largely for politicians and the highest-class socialites. Hmm. Besides all sorts of stories about how these powerful men sneak women in for their secret bone zones and how the real <laughs> business, quote-unquote... I like, I like how, 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 how on the DL... Just nonchalant, you drop that zones, in, yeah. yeah. I, well, you okay. know, you know, so, they do this sexual assault. Uh... I, I don't know if it's always assault based but uh, it's a bunch of dudes fucking around on their wives for sure <laughs> yeah so this, this is a real this, thing this, like again these are all real things <laughs> yeah this dl uh infidelity zone yes yes mm. um get in zone infidelity zone i mean i just want to say puzz zone but yeah sure yeah yeah mm. yeah i mean okay. oh really puzz zone yeah. that one yeah <laughs> thanks jerry yeah. oh boy i do love pizza hut <laughs> um it's just a calzone, right? Like, yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so these secret bone zones and how all the real business, quote-unquote, happens behind these <laughs> hallowed closed doors. Uh, they are mostly warned that getting in will be uh, hard, uh, almost nigh impossible. So Yeah, it'll be real hard behind those doors. Yeah, blada! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here's where we start our uh, like our first amount of hijinks. Um they, they know they have to get to some inner boss in the Union League. Um, mm-hmm. So they work together and they infiltrate the Union League building. Uh, first, two of them stage a diversion, insisting that they're members uh, and, cre- again, create a diversion while the other two sneak in the back. Um, there's tons of awesome sneaking around. They find an apparently real hidden tunnel. Again, a real thing that apparently exists in the Union League that exists on Broad Street in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um uh, generally used for staff, I guess, I don't know, or sneaking the whores around. Um, and they find the backroom bits uh, where the real uh-huh. neat shady stuff happens. Uh-huh. Um, based on the Mummers guy's instructions, they do a cool hidden bookcase door, like, uh, pull the book yeah. down. God, I've always wanted one of those. Man, yeah. you can get them. Like, they exist. It's just... I know you can pay for them, but that's like, you lose so much square footage. It costs so much money. And then money. you have to, yeah. like, wall off a room in your house to then make mm-hmm. that the, quote, secret room. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Well, I want mine to open up to a spiral staircase and then just go down to the fucking basement with the pool table. Oh, yeah. Sure. I, I think a funnier version would be if it's on the external part of the house, You the bookcase flips around <laughs> just and like then they just you fall outside. off the edge. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, I'm in the yard. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, oh, that is very good. You're just like, yeah. oh, shit. All um, right. I guess I need to go knock on the front door <laughs> yeah. again to get And then they come around and they're like, ah, oh, you did it. You did it. Okay. Uh dear, if I lock myself uh, out dear. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so oh, they they follow system. the the flippy door uh down into the main library and come in to a an entirely hidden living quarters. There's like a bed. Would we call it the main line berry? I mean <laughs> we might. <laughs> Well, no, this is this isn't the mainland. This is deep, deep city. This is like Broad Street. Mm. 
I think no, literally. No, I was yeah. just yeah. No, I, I, I just, was being an, I was I was disrupting yeah. for just being an <laughs> yeah, asshole. You yeah. know this this so far is so Philly referential. That's that, like, kind I, of the whole thing. I cannot. I I I didn't ever live in Philly, so like shit. Wait for it. Wait for it. Uh, zero. Uh, oh, sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Oh, wow. my whole ass. Okay, this is... All right. Um, okay. This is reactionary. They, they find a weird living quarters. Uh, ah, is... uh, five. I'll take that at this point, I guess. Sure, yeah. It's better than zero. Um, okay, they, they find an entire, like, bedroom, living room, whatever situation. A dark figure mm-hmm. looms heavily in the corner. He currently oh, asks what our intruders could possibly be doing in his personal dwelling. Oh, oh my god, I'm not going to say anything. Just keep Thank going. you. That's what I asked for in the first place. He abruptly emerges from the shadows, revealing that it's wildly underappreciated quarterback Donovan McNabb, now confined to these walls for the rest okay, of his days. that was not what I was going for oh, at all. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Two. What, what did you think it would be? I thought it was going to be like fucking Ben Franklin never died oh. and he's just been secretly living and yeah. No, I just want to throw McNabb a bone on this one cuz you know, mm. Philly f- Yeah, I mean him up. Yeah. yeah, they really did. <laughs> I mean like in his post playing career he has a lot of DUIs and that's kind of fucked up but like Oh. All right. Well, we'll edit that out. <laughs> yeah, but like no, <laughs> what that I'm getting that at doesn't is doesn't serve the... my story. <laughs> yeah, but 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 yours aren't continual. Mhm. Mm-hmm. This is fair. This is fair. Uh, okay. Uh, he is understandably angry and confused, uh, but after some discussion, he understands their plight, The again, the unknown thing that they're going for, and most importantly, shares a hatred for the team that gave him the uh, most shit in his career. Only, or sorry, gave him his career, but was he was also cast aside uh, like a... <laughs> I wrote this three days ago. Cast aside like a battery hurled at Santa. That was funnier when I wrote it. It's not so funny now. No, it's a, that is a very Philly reference. Oh, yep, boy. Yep. Eight. Uh... I mean, that's on... You could you pull that oh, up on yeah. YouTube right now. Or, that's fucking real. Or a, real. a dude yeah. uh, barfing on a police officer's daughter <laughs> is the thing that happens. Yeah. A cop turns around and goes, hey, do you mind not saying the word fuck around my 10-year-old? And the guy goes, oh, yeah? And then he puts his finger down his throat and pukes on the guy's daughter. And the guy's like, I'm a cop. And the other guy's like, I don't give a fuck. It was... Oh, I'd move back there. And oh, man, it's bad. It's really bad. <laughs> man, Philly is a... Philly is just a garbage scowl. Yeah. I really the miss... I miss the corner shops. The with bodegas. the water ice. Yeah, with the water ice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And the crab sticks. Oh, I love those yeah. crab sticks. Oh, are those like crabby snacks? or? Nope, I they're mean... gross, and I love them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so eventually Donovan McNabb uh, whispers the next piece of their puzzle. To what the, the fuck is a crab stick? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cover that later. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's like a mozzarella stick, but it's like a shaft of imitation crab meat. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, you know, with a uh, crab with a, K. a thing created yeah. in Japan and then became... yeah, yeah, that's a big thing in Japan. Imitation crab meat is almost as popular. as It's crab a big meat. thing yeah. here. That's what they make California rolls out of. Yeah, 
It's mm-hmm. it's made out of pollock fish. It's like whitefish, but they yeah. Oh, like uh, not to dox you, but uh, your middle name. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm so much more searchable with my middle name than my last name. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> this, is, this is the worst episode we've ever done. Yep. All right. Uh, so Donovan, we're going to have uh, whispers into Catherine Hepburn's ear, the next piece of their puzzle, and they depart from this, the Union League on Broad Street in Philadelphia. A real thing. Everyone look this up. It's super weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already figured your movie out, so just I, I'm, so I'm I can ruin it. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you've... You've probably figured out a piece of it, but we'll get there. Uh, okay, so we find ourselves at the next location, the final location, uh, the corner of Broad and Pattinson, the uh-huh. Novacare Complex, oh. the Eagles Practice Facility. Yep. McNabb has led them to the belly of the beast, but it uh, it's up to them to achieve their final destiny. Uh, this time we do some like super stealthy shit where there is some actual danger. Like in the in the Union League, there's like some goof danger. And now it's, like, for reals. And there's actual police. Uh, eventually, they make it to a room with a bunch of bright lights. Um, the camera faces our protagonists, and their shining faces indicate that they have indeed found their final treasure. Smash cut to the next day. We're finally at the reveal. There's news on in the background. We're in their someone's house, I guess, Catherine and uh, Carrie Grant's house. Um, the news in the background indicates that the Eagles... Lombardi trophy was stolen last night and in, <gasps> in an inexplicable breach of security at this moment, the phone rings, Catherine picks it up, giving only short affirmative answers to unheard questions. Finally, she says, I couldn't possibly know what you're talking about. And then just immediately hangs up the phone with a shit eating grin. So the final shot of this movie, we, Black screen, six months later, it's Catherine Hepburn standing on a stage in the middle of the Wells Fargo Center. The camera pans out, and we see Wing Bull 25. The kid... Ah, I fucked it up. (laughs) Huge lights. She starts just fucking destroying wings. Just fucking up wings. Like, inhuman pace of wings. Uh, We skip ahead... To the end of the whole fucking wing bowl. The counter behind her ticks up. It's 520, 521, 522. Well past her previous record. The current world record. And we fade to black and we roll credits. This is the story of the Philadelphia wing bowl. This is all mired in extreme truth. No joke. They canceled the wing bowl. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. They were like, oh, we were doing the wing bowl because the Eagles hadn't won a Super Bowl. And this woman, uh, what's her name? Uh, fuck. Nope. I had it. Nope. Nope. Uh, something. Oh. I don't know. She weighs like 120 pounds and she smashed the previous record by like 120 wings. And then they canceled the wing bowl. It's over now. Oh, so I was going to do a goof because earlier I said, I'm going to put my guests in the, in the envelope. Yeah. And I was going to go, I'm opening the envelope, and I was going to take it out, and I was going to say, it says La La Land. <laughs> remember when the, when the Oscars did that thing, because Warren Beatty was drunk oh, or whatever? Sure. And I'm the Warren Beatty. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm, I, 
I'm I'm not gonna do that anymore. Um, cool. <laughs> okay, so I feel like all right. Here's the woman. I think I hope this still works. Uh, yep, that's the one. So so your movie is Catherine Hepburn eats a bunch of wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Catherine Hepburn goes on a Nick Cage national treasure adventure to get the wing bowl back in action. Because uh, Philly I'm, people fucking care about the wing bow. I have a personal a tie to the wing bow. That's a lot of wings. Yeah. I think the word fart is in this hyperlink, too. I don't know how, but... <laughs> it's I, true. I buy that. I buy that. <laughs> What's her goddamn name? Uh, Molly Sh- Molly Schuyler. Uh, yeah, she has won three times, and she has the current world record above Kobayashi or that guy that I've hung out with, and that like she fucking smashed these people. She's amazing. But yeah, the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and they were like, "All right, we're done with the wing bowl. That's it forever." Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. Weird. They're not um, doing it for the first time this year. <laughs> do you guys? Do you guys? Do you want to hear what this movie's really about, Zach? I guess. Man, I. You're sad because we're not as excited as you yeah, thought. Yeah, I also like I, yeah. like this is such a like a specific like uh, localized. Listen, I'm gonna give you a good score because you have Kat, Katie Hepburn just housing some fucking wings. Which I, well, I certainly I, I was trying to I was trying to national treasure most of it. I feel like the maybe I so like up the on sad the part, part is or? she's sad because they're is she sad because they're gonna cancel the wing bowl? Is that what's yeah? Up? But that's such a Philly thing to be sad about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Lip. Flip, Flipadelphia. Exactly. Slap mm-hmm. jobs. Uh, Pens Hit me with that IMDb. All right, so <laughs> the IMDb. All right, so The Philadelphia Story, a 1940 movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You should watch this. It's, it it's, actually... You'll, you'll find it. Hey, I'm, in, actually, I'm yeah. in my old movie, Azans. Yeah. I like No, this... Things, this. We got to stop trying to fit that into words. Yeah. But Yeah. <laughs> Just adding the suffix azans <laughs> into things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So a uh, the Philadelphia story, nineteen forty, when a rich woman's ex-husband and a tabloid type reporter turn up just before her planned remarriage, she begins to learn the truth about herself. Okay, my story was kind of drunk. Seth did exactly as well as I did. That was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me tell you about this movie. Yeah, please do. Yeah. Yes. All right. So the movie opens literally with a shot of uh, Catherine Hepburn throwing a bunch of Cary Grant shit out on the street, and then let he... me stop you right there. Okay, famous people in this time: Cary Grant, extremely famous. Catherine Hepburn, the most famous of all time, right? Uh, we'll get into okay. that. Uh, right. I feel like okay. I feel like people people tend to remember Audrey a lot more than they remember Catherine. Now, for sure, yeah. All right. But Audrey okay. wasn't famous for another like ten or so years mm-hmm. at this point. I um, I saw the movie about them that uh, Kate Blanchett played. I think Catherine Hepburn. I think. Kate Blanchett played Catherine Hepburn in The Aviator and won an Oscar for Maybe it. Maybe it was sure. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I will. I will preface everything by saying that Catherine is an absolute treasure in this movie. She is wonderful. I'm yeah, not surprised. Gives an incredible performance. She's um, so good. Yeah. There's a lot of great performances in this movie. Okay. Um, so the movie opens. She's throwing Cary Grant shit out onto the curb, and he pulls his hand back to punch her in the face, and she like, <laughs> oh no, 
gives him like a, a like fuck you you won't smile and then he just puts her hand on her face and pushes her to the ground that's the opening shot of the movie um <laughs> so yeah that's a little rough that, that's um, that's a real precedent okay yeah Oof. Uh, so basically what this movie is about is Catherine Hepburn is a rich socialite in Philadelphia in sure. the 30s. Yep. Uh, based on a real person, I forget the real person's name, but it's not really important. Um, she is about to get married to um, this dude. I forget the actor who plays him, but like he is a a guy, a working class guy who has worked his way up in her father's coal company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in Philadelphia, okay. Okay. Yeah, so he's like, well, it's Pennsylvania. They had anthracite mining well into the 50s. His name is John Howard, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. um, And anthracite, of course, as we all know, anthracite is the (laughs) superior (laughs) type of coal. Uh, Yeah, anthracite has far less impurities than most other kinds of coal. It burns hotter and longer. It sure does, and and that mm-hmm. is because it, it it lacks a lot of the hydrocarbons that you know really interfere with uh, proper combustion. But yeah, uh, yeah. I digress. But, Shall we talk more about? <laughs> I, I was gonna say, I, yeah, I have just been to a Smithsonian museum with Seth in the last like two weeks, and man, he's got a lot of shit to say about rocks. I'll say that <laughs> <laughs> it was highly enjoyable. Genuinely. Uh, so, okay. That was, uh, Catherine, that was Catherine's going to get married. My, Catherine's yeah. going to get married to this this new rich man um, who she, she seems to actually like, but he's kind of like a drip. He's not all that interesting. Okay. Um, the main thrust of the movie is um, her ex-husband, Cary Grant, whose character name is fucking ridiculous. What is his character's name? I don't even remember. His character's name is C.K. Dexter Haven. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> what in the and world? everybody calls him the... Dex. Yeah, it is the most rich person name I've ever heard. I say he's yeah. a Batman um, villain. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, he gets he gets basically contracted by this tabloid to get their two reporters into the wedding to report on it because it's like, this is the social event of the season oh, and like... Okay. Also, like, oh, she's like this, this, she's a newsmaker because she's always doing something fucking crazy and she's your ex-wife so you can get us in. Uh, The reporters are Jimmy Stewart, who is a, a failed writer who took a job as like a reporter for this tabloid. Interesting. Okay. And Ruth, Ruth also is, we, let's just avoid the trying to pronounce last names that we don't know how to pronounce. Yep. Uh, Ruth is his like co-reporter slash she's the photographer and like what we learn is they have kind of a on again off again relationship mm-hmm. and she maybe uh thinks more of it than he does okay. um so they show up at the house for the wedding and it's this good old-fashioned like old school philly mansion in north philly like all the row homes that are now row homes that used to just be one giant mansion yeah. that kind of a house yeah, yeah, yeah. yep um so they are like pretending to be other people to get in with the family and we start to meet her family and it's like her her sister who is maybe the prototypical precocious like yeah. smarter than her years little sister character. You know all of these like 80s movies where we've had like a precocious younger sibling. Well, the the sex pest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is the this is the prototype for all of that. Oh, weird. Okay, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, we also meet her mother, who is like 
kind of ditzy socialite, but she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that her dad is kind of um, estranged from the family, and she doesn't want to invite him to the wedding because he has a mistress, and it's like making the family look bad. Yeah, and he's a uh, philanderer and sure. all sorts of yeah. stuff. And we also meet Uncle Willie. By the way, if you watch this movie, drink every time Kate says Uncle Willie. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Willie. Uh, no. um, Uncle, Uncle Willie is also... Real perv. Yeah, it's real gross. He is just he is just pinching asses and Ugh. being like... Not taking any names because he doesn't care if he's related to him or not. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just... It, like, if, if there is any kind of, uh, you know, posterior... In his general vicinity, he will probably pinch it. <laughs> That's very gross. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. yeah. He pinches Kate's Kate's butt, and she's his niece. He uh, pinches Ruth's butt a bunch. Yeah. Um, like yeah. Cool. And everybody just kind of shrugs it off. Like she's like, I feel like I've just been pinched. It's like, yep, probably. Boys yeah. Boys. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll try to be very gross. <laughs> Yeah, I'll try to be mostly brief. Um, as the movie goes on, like everybody's identities kind of get revealed. Um, Kate tries to pass off Uncle Willie as her dad, so it doesn't create like a scandal because she figures out these people are reporters. Uh, and then her dad shows up, and everybody is like playing along with the farce until they all decide to come clean. Um, Jimmy Stewart and uh, Kate like really hit it off, and they it's kind of there's a whole like plot of there's a giant party the night before the wedding and it seems like maybe they've slept together when they got drunk but it turns out they didn't um and he but because of this like her fiance decides he's not going to marry her yeah um and jimmy stewart offers to marry her in his stead (laughs) but the whole time just like okay whatever yeah yeah, yeah, the whole he's like, I I got you under this mesh. Let me get you out there of it. It's it like, yeah. yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. <laughs> we it, there had to be one. Um, he and, also sings the whole time, somewhere over the rainbow at one point. Wow, it's really charming. Yeah, no, yeah. it is absolutely charming. Oh no, that actually and... happens. No. Yeah. yeah, he's carrying her back from the pool after after they don't they don't have sex. Like yeah. they're both drunk. They both go for a midnight swim in the lavish mansion pool and with a giant pool like I'm house or changing in rooms. Next episode's yeah. nightmare Jack Nicholson scenario. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? But like this time, like no one is untoward in any way, and also equivalent ages help. You know, okay. like yeah, okay. okay. Uh, so he offers to, but also what's been going on throughout the whole movie is, uh, Cary Grant and, uh, and, uh, and Catherine Hepburn, you can tell are like still in love and like, it's, it's building throughout the movie. What basically happens at the end is like, he offers to marry her because all, all the people who are there are the people who are going to go to their first wedding and they ended up eloping. Oh, okay. So he's, so it's like, we can give them a show that we didn't give them last time and like, they get married and we also know that Ruth wants to marry Jimmy Stewart, but also like thinks he's too young and in, and like immature. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is and Catherine notices this, and she's like, "I'm not going to step on your toes. Like you, you love this man more than I do. Yeah. Like, um, okay. so everybody ends up coupled up, and it all works out. Um, and it's just really, it's all about the banter. It's a really charming, wonderful movie. Uh, that um, makes sense for. I mean, that's what gets all old movies yeah 
Well, this this is there's a particular genre of movies that I think you're thinking of that this kind of falls into. Yeah. Um and I glossed over a lot for sure, um sure. just for the, for the sake of time. Um but that's more or less the plot okay. of the movie. There are some themes that are a little like uncomfortable that we can touch on. Oh, in, in the 60s? Yeah, no shit. 40s, 40s. but sure. Oof-a-doof. Yeah. <laughs> So Seth, do you want to talk about the um the way that all the male characters treat Catherine Hepburn? It's it's like so Can we call her the... Katie for fuck's sake? I mean Kate, yeah. Well <laughs> I don't know. I I don't No, I, I wanna call her Catherine. Um <laughs> and so like everybody like sort of infantilizes her to a degree but like the thing the thing about Catherine Hepburn's character in this movie is that she is an incredibly smart incredibly like sharp-witted like every single time somebody gives her a barb she gives it right back which is something this is not to and this is not to to belittle her as an actress or anything but this was her thing like this is the kind of character I, she I played. was gonna say I like th- she could play the silliest character in the world and she was still gonna throw it back I, yeah. I thought in real life this was her thing like uh audrey yeah. was doing her thing and Catherine was like the i think older sister and she is definitely well they're not related but you know really yeah. oh yeah Right, Turns out, fuck, but yeah, I, what I know of Catherine is she was just like uh, before her time. I would say, yeah, like no, she she is she is eminently competent, and she yes, like yeah, yeah. knows what she wants up until the last fifteen minutes of this movie, um, okay. and okay. yeah, because you know every every movie of this period just ends up, you know, oh no, I fall in. It's like. It's it's like a Shakespeare comedy. Like it's a comedy because everybody ends up married. Yeah, That's, exactly. Yeah. Um. But but throughout the whole thing, she's being way smarter, way more competent than everyone else. And then all the dudes are are like infantilizing her, and they talk about about her constantly as like you're this ideal of womanhood. And her father actually has the most disgusting line in the movie. No, it, it it's both infantilizing and deifying at the same time, which is he very confusing. Says, you you are a goddess, except you lack the one thing all women should have: an understanding heart. Yeah. So so he blames his daughter for having an affair. He blames his daughter for her husband beating her while he was drunk. Like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so like there's a lot Ugh. of very uncomfortable realities of this time period to reconcile and and a lot of a lot of the men uh as I said deify her. They're all like you're a goddess like you are this ideal you you are what all men desire but also are afraid of you know that sort of thing sure and also but Catherine Hepburn in this movie like takes control most of the time Great. Uh, which which I really really appreciate because she yeah. is mm-hmm. she she knows what the hell she wants and she knows how the hell she's going to get it within this incredibly shitty constrained society that 
unfortunately is still prevalent sometimes in the united <laughs> states um in a lot of ways and she and she acts upon it until the very end when yeah and then comes a yeah. conventional story yeah right yeah. so mm-hmm. like it's really really good and then it suddenly is like uh-oh we need to sell tickets I mean, in the 1940s... Now, now you're this, this, this like, uh, uh, subservient woman who, like, yeah. f- knew all along that the man who was shitty for you uh, was actually right for you all along. So, right. like... There, this is not surprising, in, given the time. Like, So, like, it is 1940, yeah. and there's a lot of, like, really, I think, interesting and subversive things. Lee, do you agree? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, and then it 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 backs it backtracks because of the times. I mean, the two two female leads in the movie are divorcees, and it's not yes. like no one no one has a problem with it. Yeah. like no the one cares. Church like, even? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's like the main problem with the movie. Sure. Um, we should get into some of the like the more fun aspects because like and and that admittedly is a big issue and yeah. and yeah. but it's still really sweet and charming to watch. Yeah, no, this um, movie is great. These actually. these all seem like great people. Like I understand how this could be mm. amazing. Yeah. Um just some behind the scenes stuff that I really like. So we mentioned um Ruth got nominated for an Oscar, did not win. Yeah. Jimmy Stewart did win Best Actor for this Ooh, movie. Oh, heavens. Okay. It's his only Oscar. Um, <laughs> he did not attend the ceremony Ooh. because he felt he did not deserve it. <laughs> what um, the fuck? He voted, for, he voted for someone else. He voted for Henry Fonda in The Grapes of Wrath. Okay. Um, oh, Lord have which, mercy. Which is a great performance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, in, 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 sure. in that version, The Grapes of Wrath? Yeah, for oh sure. Oh, my God. A very different performance, but a great okay, performance. Okay, this begs the question. Um, okay. All of these people back in the day, like, we don't have this anymore, right? <laughs> what do you mean? In terms of, like, Jimmy Stewart and Henry Fonda and people, like, we... We don't have stars the same way, but yeah. that's just because of the way the media covers them. I guess. Can you imagine? We have a different. We have a different celebrity culture. Like there aren't like people get their celebrity news from regular news. Yeah. People used to have to get their celebrity news from fan magazines, sure. and fan magazines were controlled by the studios, yeah. so they controlled the stories. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a different game. That's fair. Okay. Um, so he wins the Oscar for this and he didn't even show up because he didn't believe he deserved <laughs> That's it. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, the, the screenwriter, uh, who, uh, and I'll get into this. He adapted the screenplay. I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, he, he won best, best Oscar for best screenplay and he got up on stage and said, I have no one to thank but myself. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Real fucking <laughs> flex on that All one. Right. Um, <laughs> But the Philadelphia story actually started as a play. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, and it actually delayed the the debut of the movie by a few months because the studio would uh, sign a contract that they wouldn't uh, interfere with the run of the play. Oh. Um, okay. And the play had some different actors, but it did have Catherine Hepburn because it was written with her in mind and she bought the rights to the play before it came out. God damn, mm-hmm. best Hepburn ever. <laughs> yeah, right? And there is a very specific reason why she did this. Uh, yeah. It's because at this point, she was basically blackballed by Hollywood. Oh, really? Yeah, there was a whole bunch of fuckery in this was regard. It... Wait. 19th? 
1939, there was an article published called Box Office Poison. And it listed a ton of actors, all of whom are incredibly famous, almost every single one of them who was a huge star at the time and continued to be a huge star for years. Yeah, it was like it um, was like Cary Grant, Bing Crosby, Catherine Hepburn, uh jeez, I don't even remember the Marlena Dietrich, um fucking uh Greta Garbo, like it yeah, was, all kinds of were crazy they famous all gay? people. I, I remember Catherine no. Hepburn some kind no. of lesbian thing. Oh no? Okay. No, no, no. no. No, this is no. Um, So basically what it was, um, was the studio system at the time was built on contracts for multiple pictures. Yeah. Yeah. And they were paying people a ton of money per movie. Um, So if you look at this uh, article, almost everybody mentioned were the people who were being paid the most. Sure. The studio system got the theater owners guild to endorsed this article written by someone i forget who uh they were a famous entertainment journalist at the time uh to say like these are the people whose movies don't make any money because the studio wanted to renegotiate everyone's <laughs> contracts also they made 10 movies Cat- every year like what the fuck are you talking about every movie made money <laughs> yeah Catherine hepburn was one of the people who was hit harder by this at the time that's, that's um, bananas yeah a lot of this had to do with a movie she made with Cary Grant in, uh, two years earlier called Bringing Up Baby, okay. <laughs> which uh, went way over budget. Yep. Uh, sure, and the sure. Cary Grant and the director of the movie both admitted it's mostly because we were too drunk to make the movie. <laughs> but sure. Catherine Hepburn ended up catching most of the blame for this because she was, and this is the quote that kept getting thrown around, she was too friendly with the crew and it caused delays. My heavens. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. also uh, by the way i will i will say if you've never seen bringing up baby also a great movie also very fun also katherine hepburn plays golf in that movie and she not only has a wonderful swing she wears high heels yeah yeah <laughs> fucking Oof, incredible um wow anyway. wow <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um so she Buys the rights to this play, does this play. It's hugely successful, you know, sells it to a studio. And it's like, guess what? I'm in it. I get to pick everybody who is involved because I own this fucking story. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this was her comeback. Um, And it was huge, huge success uh, in in every way imaginable. And like, it was just her being like, fuck you. I don't give a a fuck. Yeah, I think she had she had an Oscar at this point too. So sure. it's like you know she wasn't she wasn't proving anything to anybody as far as talent yeah, yeah. goes. Like, yeah. yeah, neat. Yeah, that's fun. Lots of cool shit. Well, lots of not cool shit, but also cool shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, lots of not cool shit causing cool sure. shit. I yeah, guess yeah. we mm-hmm. got there. I guess. Yeah. Seth, what else you want to talk about? Um, wait. Let me check my notes. Mm-hmm. Make a keyboard clicking. Click, clickety clack. Um, opening up the matrix. There's a lot of there's a lot of media rest in this, which is a thing that I appreciate quite a bit. Um, oh, okay, okay. Uh, just in terms of like uh, at the very beginning, it it has really fun structure, especially for 1940. So, sure. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a quote that I have that is, don't tell me, you've forsaken your famous whiskey and whiskey, 
which I think is <laughs> Catherine Hepburn talking to Cary Grant about how much of a fucking drunk. Yeah, he is. exactly. Yeah. But but just that 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 quote just stood out to me, and it was wonderful. Your you famous know, whiskey man, and it's, whiskey. It's interesting whiskey how how forgivable and... being a legit drunk was back in the day. Like, paint your wagon was another one. Um, like, oh, because nobody mixed drinks. Right. It was like you maybe you put some sugar. No, but in like it. Yeah. any movie prior to nineteen seventy was just like, oh, you're a drunk. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> and now we're like, mm, no, that's not. Mm, it's not great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and his character ends up like he's a total. He's a teetotaler by the, yeah. by oh, the time. He no oh, longer drinks. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah. Because of his his failed marriage sure, and, and sure, sure. why it failed yeah, yeah. so okay his character does learn something so that's okay. good Fair yeah enough. um oh he's a sailboat designer so it's, wow you get a lot of scenes yeah you get a lot of scenes of Cary grant and katherine hepburn saying yar which is really weird yeah, yeah. i i kind of liked it um the uh the precocious younger sister who mm. audrey uh, no <laughs> no <laughs> Um, God damn it! But uh, the precocious younger sister pushes the plot along, which is a very interesting thing. At the end, when they're getting married, she's like, "And I caused it all," and she kind of does. Yeah, no, it's it's a little unsettling, but it's very fun. Um, mm-hmm. And also, early in the movie, she pretends to be French, uh, which. Audrey. Is a whole thing for me as a language boy, but mm. um, yeah. Yeah. I I don't know Uncle Willie. Do you want to talk about Uncle Willie for a second? He's so gross. I All don't right. really want to think about him. Yeah. That much. So there's this Just, character he, Uncle Willie who is gross, lecherous. I, I Uncle. feel like yeah, I've heard about him. Ish. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean. I had a lot of like weird quibbles, but in general, like this is a good movie. Like this is, it's, it's, it, it drags a little bit in the middle as almost, I'll give you that. Yeah. All, all, all films or plays or musicals from this time period actually do this exact same thing where it's like, yeah, we, we establish some really great characters then we have this weird, shitty second act ending in tragedy, and then sure. we have a third act that is exciting and and very quick and very very quick. And okay. this second act just goes on for far far too long. But that was... I'd say I'd say the from the from the um, I guess the the pool house scene where Catherine Hepburn offers Jimmy Stewart a place to stay yeah. and he feels insulted. Until the end of the party, when when they go back to the house together, it does drag a little bit. Agreed. Um, In case you guys have seen it, all our Philadelphia heads out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all our all our <laughs> the Philadelphia story heads. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but in general, like you know, this is an enjoyable movie. It it would be a good movie to watch. You know. Sounds like you're almost trying to rate it. Why don't we just... I, I think I'm at that state, Lee. <laughs> yeah, we should yeah. throw a little bit in here. I'll just say, like, the old school wealth portrayed in this movie feels so weird. Oh, yeah, like, it is. Sure. That is weird. Like, it, it was, people... like, 70 years ago. I mean... <laughs> well, just, like, people owning, like, their own personal little, like, 
carriages for their horses and like yeah Cary Grant's throwaway line of like Jimmy Stewart's like do you know where the library is and Cary Grant's like yeah my grandfather fucking built it like you know yeah there's a oh there's a lot of Quaker jokes in this movie yeah which is is, you know Philly Central um tis tis yeah Mm -hmm. uh but you 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 got that right um (laughs) Anyway, let's get to let's 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 just get yeah. to the ratings. Then, shall uh, we? Says, says yeah. what's what's the IMDb to be on this one? It is a seven point nine. My whole ass. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. With a is it top two fifty? Uh, I believe so. That's probably why With I put it on the list. With a seven nine, it's got it. But it's got sixty thousand raters. Oofa, um, doofa. Okay. Okay. But I, Which seems very low, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, the people, the demographics that would watch this movie as well as the demographics that understand how the internets work uh, well enough to rate IMDb, probably uh, uh, the Venn diagram is pretty separate. Almost disparate, yeah. 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 Um, Couple, couple, right before I do my rating, because I'll do mine first. Oh, okay. Okay couple real wow. quick things okay. uh i think zach might ask for this a little bit ago and we glossed over it's 112 minutes yeah. so a little yes. less than two hours okay yeah, mm. yeah it drags budget. it drags a little bit but it's really mm. not bad as like a background sort of situation sure and mm-hmm. and uh, as is the trend with with movies of this period like yeah there's, certainly, there's certainly. like not background music there's well not I mean, you say of this period, we have done a bunch of 60s movies. We've not done a lot of 40s movies. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that, true. Well, that might be what, the first one Welcome to hell, bitch. Yeah. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, budget, uh, this is hard to contextualize, but you know. Uh, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Nine hundred and fourteen thousand dollars, and it made $3.3 million. Uh, it was Holy It was one of the top fuck. 10 movies of the year that year. Yeah, that sounds like a resounding success. I mm-hmm. I don't know how to sort of uh, figure out the math on the yeah. Okay. Anyway, how do you feel about it? So, oh, also I do want to say one more thing. Uh, there is a musical version of it from the fifties oh, called High Society oh, with with Bing Crosby, Grace Kelly, and Frank Sinatra. Oof, yeah. Uh, doof. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. How do I feel? <laughs> um, original. Uh, notwithstanding the issues we had, um, which are things that probably wouldn't come up in the version made these days, but you know who maybe because people are still shitty. Um, I'm still gonna I'm gonna give you the original eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh wow, high. That is extremely high. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Zach, I I had fun going down a a walk down Broad Uh, Street. I don't. I don't think Um, you had eight and a half fun, but okay. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think so. Either. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't. But then, but then Kate housed all those wings, mm, so that really helped a sure lot. Did. So I'm gonna go seven and a half for you. Okay. Well, that's a loss. But... Mm-hmm. Okay. But not by that much. Nah, I mean, hey, you live in your truth. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, Seth, what you got? Well, um. Zach, you're incredibly regionally specific story. I know. Um, and and you you this is not your favorite region. <laughs> uh, it's a region that I have interacted with heavily but never actually It is lived it is in. a region, but not your not even top five favorite regions. 
I would say. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that yeah. statement. So, um, uh, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, you played yourself. Um, right there. Yeah. So. Yep. <clears throat> Zach, your movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so regionally specific, and so I mean, it's it. It feels like Silver Lining Playbook, Playbook again. Yeah, where it's like just, just, just like spouting out all of those local references that are supposed to pander to Lee and not me. Yeah, <laughs> I I thought this would pay off in a mathematical sense. It did not. Turns out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Turns out. Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> That you, oh boy, you just you just get a solid five. Ooh, boy. I don't, okay. I don't Oof. under, I don't understand it. No, it's not, that's it's fine. not, it's not my region. Classic set. Uh, no, we're going back to the roots on this one. This is good. You're being honest. It's not a movie for me. It's it's a movie for our Lee boys. Mm-hmm. And our Zach and he boys. and he also didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a seven and a half. What the That's fuck? a pretty high score. Let's be honest. All right, OG, OG. Okay, uh, you don't want me to rag anymore on your bullshit. No, I just we've been going for a hundred and thousand minutes. Yeah, <laughs> We're, it's honestly not been that long. But um, well, you have to edit uh, this one. So yeah, <laughs> the Philadelphia story. This version, the 1940 version. Um, this is a f- f- like if you are willing to deal with a movie that has no score and Uncle oh, really no score. Yeah, and has a, an int- a super creeper named Uncle Willie, who <laughs> nope. is nope. a is a hyper pervert. Um, (laughs) yeah like in a in a like a in a retro futurist diesel punk style movie (laughs) uncle willie the hyper pervert (laughs) (laughs) um but in general this this movie is it is quite good if you like older movies and if you um like i don't know it's 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 fun. Catherine Hepburn is amazing in this movie. She Kitty. she is so powerful and so interesting and has so much to say up until the very very end. <laughs> I think that it is a worthwhile movie, so I'm going to give this like a 75. 75. Okay. Mhm. Wow, yeah, that fucked me up real bad. Okay. <laughs> Man, I lost that one. It's been a while. Oh, are we talking stained again? No, oh no, oh heavens no, no. I, you know, wow. Okay, so whoever is editing, just, can this... we just? Can you tell us? It's me. Can we just like end though? Like, yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, so next week, uh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Next week we have Kev. Mm-hmm. We have Kev doing a movie I don't remember anymore. Seth, I come back for the future and tell you about Kev's movie. has gotta kill. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. It's another gross one. Oh, yeah. No, something's gotta give. 
with uh, Jackie O. Not not the good one. Nasus. I mean, no, no. <laughs> the the one who is the enemy of the show. Jack Nicholson's in it. All right. See you next time, guys. Bye. <laughs>